Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Well, hello and welcome to The Cure for the Common Life. This is Joseph McClendon III, and I am thrilled not only to introduce you, one of my mentors and one of my friends for many, many years, but to introduce you to somebody who has, through the years that I've known her, touched the lives of thousands and thousands of people. Her name is Deborah Battersby. And she's a speaker and a success coach. And, and I'm sure she's going to share with us a little bit about it. She had a quirky car accident a while ago that set her on a path for something called Freedom Point System. And it's a proven method for creating a profound transformation in every conversation. And Debbie, I call her Deb, is uh, currently she certifies other people to do that as well. And she is a master practitioner. She's a master practitioner in neurolinguistics, neuroassociative conditioning, as well as a hypnotherapist. And part of the reason I had her on this show, obviously, this is the cure for the common life. And not that common is a terrible thing, but you wouldn't be listening to me if you didn't want more. And Deb has been instrumental in my life as my mentor and teacher through time, because she's called me on the carpet on, on a few things. She pulls no punches. And there have been times that she said things to me that weren't comfortable for me to hear, but they were, they were necessary and needed for me to hear. So I thank you for that, Deb, and welcome to The Cure for the Common Life. Thank you, Joseph. I am especially thrilled to be on your program because, as I shared with you earlier, I'm just <laughs> kind of blown away that you consider me a mentor because, to me, you are the ultimate mentor, and I have been awe, in awe of you for well over 20 years oh, and to truth be much. known more like 30 <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 let's let yeah it's yeah. been it's been like 30 years and we know each other by the way through our dear friend and business partner tony robbins and uh deb as that's where uh, some of the places that she helps a lot of people as well we've had the privilege of of uh serving in that arena for many many years but Deb, you know, we don't have a lot of time here because a lot of people are listening to this as they're driving. Well, maybe not now driving to work, <laughs> but a lot of people are driving. So um, I want to jump right into it. Share with us a little bit. You know, you talked to me just a little before we started this call about, you know, people are, are afraid. They have fears about themselves and about where they're going. Share with us a little bit about what you mean by that and, and how you can help people and how this can help people, what you do. Well, I'm only going to share with you my ultimate goal is to change the entire paradigm around negative emotion. I'm not saying that we don't have feelings that don't feel good. They can feel intensely painful and horrible. And I firmly believe there is no such thing as negative emotion. 
everything you feel has a purpose, has an intention, Mm -hmm. and it is designed for your highest good. The challenge is that because we judge the fear and the worry and the anxiety and the doubt and the self-criticism and self-loathing and questioning our self-worth, that we judge all those things in such a way that rather than explore them and discover their insight, we repress, we deny, we disassociate, we do everything we possibly can do not to feel these things. So when you say judge them, we look at them and are we judging ourselves or are we judging the emotion? We're actually judging ourselves because I I don't know about your upbringing, but in most human upbringings, (laughs) we have been taught. I know you're slightly above human. I get that. That's questionable on this. (laughs) (laughs) But in our upbringing, we learn that it's not okay to be angry or sad or frustrated. We get reprimanded or or coached or scolded for feeling certain things like you know like get a stiff upper lip or get over it or pick yourself up or all the things that we are taught to do gives us the impression that those feelings are not appropriate in fact that those feelings are not good so if they're not good they're bad and here's the rub They are things that we all feel, but we judge them as being bad or inappropriate or more importantly, weak. Mm -hmm. We judge them as being weak. And so we do everything we can possibly do to not feel them. Challenge is we do feel them. So we hide them because these feelings are bad. I know they're bad. I'm trying like hell to not feel them. I still feel them. So there must be something wrong with me. Right. And this is where it all begins. And so would you say that the more we deny those and squash them down, push them down, it affects us in ways that we don't know unconsciously? Oh, absolutely. They are repressed information patterns in the subconscious and most of them are designed at a very early age for pure protection the fear of the environment the the need to to be small or to hide the hyper awareness or hyper alertness to danger that it's not okay to speak up it's not okay to say what you're really feeling it's not okay to shine or it's not okay to fail or it's not okay to do all these things and so we internalize all these feelings as being flaws in in our makeup flaws in our character yeah well, Deb, I want to talk about solution and how, well, you know, maybe what some of your ideas are, or some of the teachings that you do with regard to helping people get beyond that. But before we do, I want to ask, you know, my producers always tell me, listen, let's keep this evergreen, meaning yeah. so that whenever somebody sees this, whether it be a year from now, two years, 10 years from now, God willing, that it's still pertinent. And I push back on that a lot because I think that these times that we're in right now, even in the future, we're going to look back and we're going to go, wow, those were interesting times. And the times that we're in right now with the COVID all over the world yes. and the racial unrest and financial unrest, would you say that because people have squashed that down for a long time, it is affecting people in a, in a specific way now? In other words, in yes. general? The, the circumstances in the world right now, the environment that we're living in and the triggers that keep showing up 
only activate and intensify those fears, those anxieties, those worries. And what I, you ask, what's the solution? My premise is that all emotion is intelligent. You know, we talk about emotional intelligence and how we cultivate that. But the truth is, every single emotion that you experience, that I experience, is intelligent in its purest form. Its only intention is for your highest good. And, you know, if you kind of think of Maslow's hierarchy where you talk about the base level of every living thing is survival. Exactly. Mm -hmm. When survival is threatened in any way, shape, or form, those feelings of fear, doubt, worry, concern are hyperactivated. It's almost almost instinctual. Well, it, it is instinctual. Yeah, certainly not to push back against you. I will say that it's been my experience that I've witnessed a lot right now, or I've witnessed a lot lately, that people, they default to those instincts, if you will, in a lot of ways. And we've been kind of forced, if you will, to pull back a bit. But there are certain people that are not. And there are certain people that are stepping up. And they're out there in the streets right now. And there are certain people by the hundreds of thousands who maybe they step back for a little while. But now they're stepping up and they're stepping out and they're going, you know what? I'm not going to live in this fear anymore. I'm going to get out and I'm going to experience. I'm going to let it. I'm going to let it out. And the people who are doing that are actually paying attention to the feeling because fear is one of those feelings that rarely ever means stop. It rarely means stop. Don't do anything. It really is a signal that something's not right. Something's at risk, something's being threatened. And so if you sit with that fear and you listen to it, guidance will come from it. And one of the elements of you know the Freedom Point system is that it's about tapping into your emotional engineering. It's about tapping into what are those patterns that exist on a subconscious level to find out what is the real intention behind that fear. And because of the circumstances we're dealing with in the world today, may I give you an example of what happened with a client many years ago? Yes, please. And, and before you do, let me ask you, let me throw this out there. You and I have lived in this world for, I lived in this field and this arena of personal development and possibility thinking and, and that type of thing for, like you said, 30 years <laughs> And it's been my experience that oftentimes when I talk to people that have not been steeped in this, and especially people that are just new coming into this, that sometimes when we talk and we talk about the unconscious and the subconscious and, and things like that, it causes them a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of fear because they, A, may not understand it, those terms, the terminology. And then sometimes they go into, and I know I have, I got to be honest with you in the past, I've gone into, oh yeah, that's that's unicorns and crystals and, and uh, you know, sitting in the lotus position and things like that. And so what would you say to people? Because I always try to, and again, this is cure for the common life. I always try to get people to recognize, you know, listen, even though you might not agree with me or us, and even though you might not understand what we're talking about, I'm going to break it down to the lowest common denominator so that you understand. And to those people, before you jump into uh, um, what you were going to talk about in terms of an example, what would you say to people that maybe 
even right now going, oh, I don't understand that. And, and uh, you know, I don't know how I work. How do I investigate my feelings right now? What would you say to those people in terms of snapping the hell out of it? <laughs> well, first of all, you know, everything in science, behavioral science, neuroscience, everything else says that, you know, probably more than 90% of what we do every single day and what we think every single day is automatic behavior. Yeah. And automatic behavior is literally governed by the subconscious, not the conscious mind. The brain is the logical part of us that wants to execute, implement, make shit happen, you know? Mm-hmm. But the subconscious is the home of all automatic patterning, all of it. And we all know that regardless of, you know, our level of exposure to personal development. We know that we think we want to do one thing, but somehow or other we show up doing something completely different. I call that our operating system, kind of like the operating system. Exactly. We're unaware that it's going on, but it's going on all the time. It's going on all the time. And regardless of how much new information you put into the operating system, if you don't upgrade the operating system, the old patterns are still it's running. Continue to go. Well, you're going to share with us an example. Well, you know, like I said, all emotion is intelligent. All emotion comes to serve the highest good. A number of years ago, I was working with a client, and she came to me with an issue of having feelings of extreme hatred toward her in-laws. Mm. Now, you know me. I had a really hard time understanding hatred on that level. I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out what on earth could be the positive intention behind hatred. How does it actually serve the human being? And what I discovered in our session was that hatred is actually the most aggressive form of protection there Mm -hmm. is. Yes, yes. And that... Essentially, you know, if you think of a sports analogy, like the best defense is a strong offense. Mm -hmm. Hatred is the strong offense. If I dehumanize you, if I push you away, if I if I make you the, the dark enemy or for whatever reason, then you can't hurt me. You can't touch me. You cannot influence or affect me. Right. You strike so, first. Well, and it's kind of like I've got a massive barrier around me. My hatred is my protection barrier. And this may be very hard to fathom until you start saying that, ah, if I can hate something aggressively enough, I am superior to it. Yes. I'm in judgment of it. And therefore, its flaws or frailties or inconsistencies can't impact me. That was one of the experiences that confirmed for me, and and literally I've done thousands of these Freedom Point sessions, and I have never encountered an emotion or a pattern that did not have a positive intention. From child abuse to violence to you name it. And I know that that is a very hard thing for anyone to understand. Sure, sure. Well, once you find out what that positive intention is, meaning, you know, everything's here to serve us, what do you do? Or what can they do? What would somebody do? What do you, how do you help them move beyond that or, or turn those, it into something else? Most of those emotional patterns, like fear, comes to develop courage. Fear comes to build strength. 
I'll give you an interesting personal perspective of kind of dropping into that state, that experience, like just before drifting off to sleep where I kind of coached myself through the process. Mm. So I was experiencing unusual pain in my lower back. Mm. And as I'm drifting off to sleep, I asked the question, if it's true, and by the way, listeners, please listen to this question because this is something you can use for yourself all the time. The question is, if it's true that you're here to serve me, what is your intention? That's what you're asking, the pain? Yes. And so ask this of every emotion that rattles you. If you're worried, you're depressed, you're angry, you're frustrated, ask the question, if it's true that you're here to serve my highest good, what's your intention? And at first, I couldn't understand this feeling in my lower back. And so I asked a couple times, what are you? What do you represent? And then it, after a few answers, it came to me, I am the feeling of being unsupported. Mm. And the reason I knew it was the right answer is because tears came. And I said, ah, but that's not true. I am very supported. And my conscious mind said, Deb, shut up and follow the process. <laughs> you know, it's because you're not supposed to question it. You're supposed to be open to it. I go, okay. If it's a feeling of unsupported, what job did you come to do for me? And this is kind of freaky, but it said, I came to give you backbone. Oh, wow. I came to give you the strength to stand up for yourself. I came to give you the strength to stand up for others. I came to help you align your values. And do you know what happened after that? I said, ah. So the, the, and the question becomes then more like, thank you. Mm. Like, thank you. Have I developed enough backbone? And the answer was yes. And so the pain went away and it has never come back. That is spectacular. Lights are kind of coming on and I hope they are for others as well, because most of us don't have those types of conversations. Like I said, you and I are trained to do that, but I don't think most people do. That's the common life is we don't have those types of conversations and those types of realizations about ourselves. As a matter of fact, the common life is if we're talking to ourselves, that means we're nuts. <laughs> that, that means we're crazy. And, uh, I, you know, I'm here to say, and obviously you're saying through your experience and the experience that you've helped so many other people to have that conversation with yourself as well. Now, I know, Deb, you take people specifically through those processes I uh, to help them change. Yeah. And thank you so much for giving people uh, some questions to ask themselves on their own. And I know that you, uh, you do you see private clients now or are you? Are you mostly I do. Uh, I have a relatively small group of private clients that I work with uh, because I do work with a number of companies and their, their CEOs and leadership teams. So I limit my private client yeah. base so that I, so that I, I can fulfill, you know, the other things that I, that I want to do. You and, mean your life? <laughs> and and one of the things I'm most excited about is I've been teaching people how to do this work in, you know, a small workshops for a number of years. Mm -hmm. But I 
just recently launched my online course. Oh, nice. It has been so fabulous. And I'm thrilled about it because I have in this in this first class, I have representatives from three nonprofits who work with children at risk, who work with PTSD sufferers, and two are kind of related to PTSD. One is more around uh, familial uh, physical abuse type of right. thing. Mm-hmm. So giving you know people in that field additional tools to create immediate transformation is a big part of my mission because the reality is we got it wrong. You know, like back in the day, we believed that the earth was the center of the universe and we figured out that wasn't right. Right. Now we have another paradigm that's flawed that our emotions are destructive, that they're saboteurs, that they're here to harm us. I believe that the emotional communication system is as flawless as any other system in the body. The immune system, the endocrine system, the digestive system, the vascular system, you name it. Our emotional communication system is one of the most brilliant resources. That No we, doubt. No doubt. As human beings, it is our greatest resource. And to be able to work with the subconscious to resolve patterns of conflict so that we can perform at our highest and best, that we can contribute our gifts just naturally. That is my goal. But first, we have to change the paradigm that these emotions are destructive. They are guides. They are teachers. They're here to help you develop certain strengths and certain protection strategies. Once that's there, guess what? The mission is complete and the emotional pattern is free to go. But I found that the only way we actually release it knowingly is by going into subconscious work. Yes. And I know you, you also certify other people to do the same, correct? Absolutely. Right. I'm ecstatic to do that because changing the world is a big job for one person. So. Right. And I always say to people, listen, bring it because we need more people like that. And I, I, you know, my thing is, is, as you know, we were taught to not just learn it for yourself, but learn it so that you can help other people. And at the very least, learn it so that you can teach it to other people, because that's Absolutely. when it goes deeply inside. Absolutely. Well, Deb, a couple of things, whether it's your program that you have, programs that you have, how do people find you and what is available for them? You can reach me, you know, communicate through support at freedompointcoaching.com. So you can send me a message there. Or you can, and if you're interested in finding out more about our coaching certification program, please go to freedompointcoaching.com. And by the way, Joseph, because I really am on a mission to equip as many therapists, coaches, counselors as I possibly can to help address the emotional crisis that the world is dealing with. Because of that, I am offering a $2,000 scholarship to anyone who, you know, who happens to be listening to your program, wants to check out what we have. You will have a, you know, a $2,000 scholarship to apply toward your certification. 
that that's covers spectacular. Almost the spectacular because part of you know what I try to do is to make sure that we we create more leaders, teachers, healers, and and people that are out there to make that kind of a difference. And uh, that is spectacular. And also, I'll put all this information in the description uh, on this podcast as well, so people will be able to reach you. And so I always have one final question that I like to ask everybody. It's not the common question that you may have heard. Then the common question, Deb, is always, you know, if you could go back to your 13 or 15-year-old self, what would you say to you then? Okay, that's a, that's a great question, by the way. And I like to play it and spin it a little bit different. If you could go to your 10-year older than you are now, which in your case would be, what, 36 years old, uh, if you could go 10 years from now, God, do I love you. <laughs> if you could go to the person that's 10 years from now and say anything that you wanted to her, what would it be? I would say, get on with it. Whatever your heart is calling you to do, do it now. Spectacular. Deb Battersby, you have been my mentor, my my friend, and I have watched you change so many other people's lives as well. And I want to thank you. And for everybody listening, please do yourself a favor. The uh, information is in the description here. Look this woman up and allow yourself to be open to what she has to teach and to share with you. And at the very least, follow her. Now, are you uh, on social social media as well? Absolutely. Yes. Also, you know, my business website, you know, I did tell you about the coaching program, but you can always check it out through successmatrix.com. Nice. Uh, that is my company. And so whatever we can do to help you, whatever questions you have, more than delighted to be of service. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And to everybody, remember, life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. And the trick to life is to boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. And my suggestion for you is to boldly step up and make this woman part of your life. Deb, thank you so much. And I will see you. I don't know when I'll see you again physically. It used <laughs> yeah. to be a couple times a year we'd, we'd see in events. But uh, so uh, when it I'm comes up. I'm seeing you on video and loving you just as much. So. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, and I will see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top. 